You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 266. What are you going to change? You know, we're going on two months now of the coronavirus crisis. Uh, This is being recorded in the first week of May. And, you know, this thing's been going on now since, since March. Uh, all of April and now into May, and we're just starting in some places um, to see things opening back up. Some businesses are opening back up, but um, there's still an emphasis on sheltering in place unless you absolutely have to get out. Um, some, Some churches are starting to get back together, but most churches are still doing digital services. So there's still a lot of uncertainty and a lot of unsettledness. But, you know, this has brought us, um, uh, you know, to a really interesting time in history. And there's a lot of things that um, have shifted in our own personal worlds. I mean, who would have thought that you would be working at home? Um, And obviously there's some people that don't have that luxury, but the vast majority of people that I'm running into are working at home. They're they're, they're working remotely. Their kids are there with them because the school year, the rest of the school year was canceled and daycares have closed. So, so there's been a whole lot of issues and a whole lot of changes that have come into our lives. But I want to give us some thoughts and actually maybe even have a discussion about uh, what is it that we're going to, to change after Uh, things get back to normal, whatever that looks like. But before we do that, I want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Street Cop. You know, I've actually been uh, getting a number of messages over the last few weeks of people that are just now finding Street Cop 1 and Street Cop 2 and have been reading them. And uh, these books have been out for several years now, but uh, these this this book, Street Cop, was my first uh, book that I wrote. It was a really a collection of police stories from my career. And these are all true stories, uh, things that I was involved in as a police officer, different cases I was involved in, different situations I was involved in. So these are, are true stories. Um, you know, some, as, as it says in the preface, some will amuse you and some will disturb you. But if you ever have wondered what it's really like to be a police officer, uh, give Street Cop a ride. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. You can check it out. You can even read a little bit for free uh, on Amazon. But uh, Street Cop is uh, fast-paced, exciting, 
interesting, humorous, and as we said, disturbing. But it really does give you a great idea of what it is to be a police officer in a uh, metro area. Well, all right, let's jump back in. We're talking about what are you going to change? And again, these are just discussion starters. These are some thoughts that I've had. This is some stuff that I've uh, kind of worked through myself or I'm working through as far as changes. Because, you know, everybody's world, and we're talking about, you know, something worldwide, everybody's world, everybody's life has been, you know, kind of turned upside down in so many ways. As we mentioned, working from home, the kids not being in school, um, in some cases, people actually losing their jobs or having their hours drastically cut back, uh, not being able to meet at church with friends, and so many other crazy things. Even not being able to go out to eat with your family or meet a friend at a restaurant. So really, really interesting things. No sports, no live sports. I mean, my gosh, how hard is that? I mean, I'm a hardcore baseball fan, and there's no baseball happening. This is terrible. So there's a lot of things going on, but here's my question is, after things get back to some semblance of normal, what are you going to change? What what changes are you going to maintain? So let's talk about a few things. Let's talk about physical first. You know, it's been interesting to hear people talk about how um, they had never really exercised before this crisis, but they found themselves getting out and walking for several miles every day just because they've got to get out of the house. The kids are driving them crazy. Work is closing in on them. You know, they, they're not supposed to leave the house, but of course, in most locales and most jurisdictions, you're at least allowed to get outside and get some exercise. So they're getting out and walking around their neighborhood, and they're talking about how much better they feel, how much energy they have just by getting out and walking for a couple of miles. I saw a friend uh, the other day, and you know, he'd lost 15 or 20 pounds. And, you know, so what are you doing? He said, well, you know, I'm trying to watch my diet. He said, but the main thing is I'm just getting out and walking, you know, three or four or five miles a day. And I thought, well, how powerful is that? Getting out and walking. Never done it before. Never been really into exercise, but he's doing it now. So getting outside for a little while every day. Um, other people are, you know, maybe even taking it another step, you know, step farther. Getting in, you know, having an, an exercise routine at the house. Um, you know, for me, I'm a gym guy. When, when they shut my gym down, it was very difficult. So I was being forced to, to be creative and do uh, workouts at home. Uh, and I was going to the park and walking and doing different things. But, you know, what are you what are you doing? Now, here's the question. When things go back to normal and you're back to going into work and, you know, your schedule has changed again, are you going to maintain those those walks in the evening? Are you going to maintain your workouts that you were doing at the house? I mean, obviously it's good. Obviously you've enjoyed it. So, so this is something to look at. Is this a change, a lasting change that you're going to keep? What about mental and emotional stuff? Um, are you staying connected to your friends and family during this crisis? How are you coping with what is going on around you? You know, for some people, this has been a great opportunity to withdraw into their shell and if they're prone to depression or they're prone prone to to anxiety, they've they those things have really come and taken hold. I've talked to several people this week 
who who just were real honest and said, "Look, I've just really been battling anxiety, worry, depression." Um, you know, in one case, it was a relationship thing. Some relationships were kind of going uh, a little bit haywire because of this time, the pressure, being at home all the time. Um, you know, financial problems have brought some some uh, mental and emotional uncertainty. Uh, one person I was talking to, their job is is um, really not going well, and it's it's added some 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 anxiety and um, depression that they hadn't really dealt with in several years has been coming back. So how are we dealing with that? Well, obviously, we mentioned it, number one, the physical. Getting some exercise is going to help, but it may not be enough. I mean, it may be the kind of thing where um, you really need to reach out and ask for some help. I mean, I've, I've given out the number to a, a Christian uh, counseling group that, that our church uses, and I've given that number out a couple of times this week because sometimes we just need to talk to a professional. There's nothing wrong with that. And these times of crisis tend to amplify the things that, that usually we might be able to just kind of push to the side and not think about. But when there's a crisis, especially the magnitude of the, the coronavirus, it tends to amplify these issues that we have. So there's no shame in reaching out to a professional if you're struggling and dealing with these mental and emotional things now. So that might be a change worth looking into, getting some professional help. What about in our spiritual life? What changes are you going to make or what are you going to maintain or what are you going to do away with? What what changes are you going to make in your spiritual world? You know, I've heard a couple of people say, you know, this has been so good because I've been able to catch up on my Bible reading. You know, one of the things we do as a church is we, we go through the one-year Bible together. And obviously in a church our size, everybody's not doing it, but many, 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 many people in our church are are reading through the Bible together, working through that one-year Bible. And I've heard a lot of people say, this has given me the opportunity to catch up and stay caught up on my Bible reading. Um, you know, for some people, church is not a habit that they keep up with. Uh, the reality is some people go to church once a month, twice a month, maybe maybe that. Um, and this has been a great opportunity because of online services. The excuses are really taken away. I mean, you don't really even have to get out of bed. If you've got your phone beside the bed, you can actually um, watch online services laying in your bed. So there is no excuse for not participating in worship, and it's different for sure. Um, but, you know, this is a great way to start a habit is... You know, if church hasn't been your thing, this has been a great way to start that. And even our, our connect groups, in some situations, our connect groups have grown because, again, it's very easy to log on to a Zoom call, a Zoom video chat, um, instead of having to get up and, and go somewhere, especially if you've worked a long day. You know, the idea of having to get up and go back out can be a little daunting for some people. They're ready to just, you know, sit in front of the TV and chill. But to be able to do it online has really, really helped. So spiritually, how, how has this crisis prompted some changes in your world? You know, one of the things that I've benefited from is 
Um, as I said, when the gym was closed, and our gym just did open back up, it's one of the few in the area that's now open. Um, but, you know, one of the things I benefited from was was getting out and taking regular walks. I, I would not normally do that, but that's kind of starting to become a little bit more of a habit. And even letting these walks become prayer walks. There's something about just walking and praying and, and, and thinking through things and praying through situations and praying for people. It, um, you know, so this is something that, you know, I'll try and maintain this habit, you know, at least um, a few times a week, you know, taking a, a walk around the neighborhood and, and, and praying for people. So definitely something to think about. So your spiritual world. Another thing to think about, we're talking about, you know, what are you going to change or what changes are you going to keep um, after this crisis is over, after we get back to some sense of normal? Um, what about in the area of time management? You know, for those of us that, um, you know, if you're having to work at home, um, and I'm retired, you know, as a police officer, but um, I would still be at the church a few days a week, but um, if you're working at home exclusively now, you've probably got at least an extra hour a day because you aren't commuting, and you might even have more than that. Um, you know, some folks that I know very well, uh, he drives an hour one way and she drives an hour one way to get to work. So, so they're both getting two hours a day back working at home. Well, what do we do with that extra time? I mean, how great is that? And obviously, when when things go back to, to normal, if your uh, company says, okay, now you got to come back into the office every day, well, that changes that. But for now, how are you using that commute? How are you using that time? Um, you know, somebody was telling me that because of the nature of their job, he's able, able to listen to podcasts now while he's working. He's got his computer on, he's working, he's dealing with clients, um, but he's able to have a podcast, a leadership podcast, or something else playing in the background. And so he's he's really, um, you know, helping himself grow on so many levels while doing his job. He, he wouldn't be able to do this at work, you know. Um, it would look like he's not working or producing when in reality he is. So, so how are you going to use that time? And then the last one, this is, and again, we're just throwing some questions out there, just some things to, to think about. Um, you know, family. I mean, obviously, this has been an incredibly stressful time for some people. Having their kids at home, especially if they're young children, and if the husband and wife are both supposed to be working an eight-hour day at home, and the kids are there and need to be entertained. How stressful is that? Man, oh man. Uh, I get it. But you know, at the same time, I'm talking to a lot of people in our church. I'm hearing different reports on how people are coping and dealing with things. And, you know, one of the things that I keep hearing over and over again um, is, you know, this homeschooling thing is actually kind of interesting. I'm enjoying being the one who's providing the curriculum for my children. Now, obviously, depending on where you're listening to this in America or in the world, you might not have that option. But um, where I live in Georgia, Georgia is a very homeschool-friendly state. And I'm actually hearing some folks, moms and dads, both talking about the, 
the 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 joy of of, of being able to to have the children at home being able to teach them being able to give them some assignments and then mom or dad will go work and then come and checking on them and and, and, you know, of course, if you've got a two- or three-year-old, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the ones that are a little bit older and can stay occupied a little bit longer. But, you know, how is that going? And then I've talked to some others that said, there is no way I would ever want to homeschool after this crisis. I want to get my kids back in school tomorrow. And I get that, too. So that's why I'm throwing this out there. How is this going for you? Is this something that you might consider making a change? Um, whether it's homeschooling or even looking at uh, private education. Um, you know, one of the things I've heard over and over again was, you know, with the kids doing digital learning or, you know, the parents providing some educational stuff for them is the fact that, you know, we're able to in just a few hours to get done everything that would take them all day long at school. So this is a fascinating thing, and having the time with the children to maybe take a family walk in the evening or to, um, you know, just do some things together, having, you know, breakfast and lunch together. Um, And again, it brings stress. There's no doubt about it. It brings stress and tension in when when we're all together. I mean, it's just me and my wife, and we find there's some tension sometimes. And, And I get that, but it's definitely something to consider. What... um out of this crisis, has what are the benefits that you've seen in having your kids at home? Um, you know, spending that time in the evening, you know, before they go to bed, being with them when they get up throughout the day. Um, and like I say, it could be stressful, it could be peaceful, and my guess is it's probably somewhere in between. So, what are you going to change? What are you going to keep? What are you going to throw out? Uh, you know, what are you going to maintain as we slowly start getting back to normal? Well, I'd love to hear from you. What are some thoughts as as you look over these things that we've talked about? You know, in the physical, in our mental and emotional realms, in our spiritual realm, in our time management, and in our families. What do you see? some some positive changes that, that have benefited you or your family. And, uh, you know, share them with me. Go to davidspell.com. Leave me a uh, message or a question or comment. I'd love to hear from you. While you're there, make sure you subscribe to get my free newsletter as well as my blog and podcast, which will come right into your inbox every week. Well, friends, thanks so much for being with me. And I look forward to seeing you next week on Leading and Learning.